If you haven't noticed, we have a new microphone by the amazing sound quality <laughs> that we have. It's so amazing. It's like radio NPR quality. This is uh, NPR Park Ridge coming to you from 920 Granville Avenue. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be Indiana Jones. You want to think about it for a second? <laughs> no. I like, no, exactly. I still want to be Indiana oh, Jones. Gosh. <laughs> did you want me to think about it? Like, so, ponder it? No, I, I think oh, okay. it's great that you actually had an answer so quickly. But what about Indiana Jones? I don't, well, Indiana Jones is a professor or an explorer or something? Everything. So basically, I wanted to be a guy who like goes on adventures. Okay. I wanted to go on adventures. I wanted to like save the world, find amazing hidden artifacts, like just be able to have these amazing stories that I come back with, marry some kind of beautiful gypsy woman. Did um, Indiana like, Jones do that? Maybe. But that was in part but, like, of your plan. But like just to go on these adventures and yeah, I just loved Indiana Jones and I wanted to be him. And then what happened with that? Uh, it wasn't realistic. Okay. They didn't have a major at University of Illinois to be uh, an adventurer or an explorer. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a doctor. And I had mentioned this before, but we like last night we were talking about this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the reason I wanted to be a doctor is so I could be rich and like well-respected and like people would look to me for help. Yeah. That's a great, a great thing. But then I sort of realized through a lot of different life circumstances that that wasn't going to happen. And so um, that expectation from my life had to dissipate, had to, in a way, die. So I wanted to talk today about expectations. And so I think why I bring this up is because a lot of this corona stuff is against our expectations. We never thought this would happen and as a result i think you know reading the internet can kind of be a black hole but we have to figure out how to live in the current reality and get over our own expectations right so a line i heard recently was expectation is the seed of resentment Expectation is the seed of resentment. Yeah, S-E-E-D. Wow. Yeah. Is the seed of resentment. So if we're not careful, we might be ruled by our own expectations and not be able to cope with the current reality. So I'm thinking of like a family, you know, if um, a mother and a, or a father and a wife you know, just find out they're pregnant or something. And then like weeks down the line, they come to realize that, oh my gosh, something's wrong with our baby. They do some sort of blood test on them and they find out that their baby has like Down syndrome or something. What do they, what do they do? You know, how do they live past that moment to accept what God is giving them rather than allow their expectations to lead to resentment? Mm -hmm. And uh, for you and your Indiana Jones 
desires. Uh, you could have let that bubble up into resentment, but at some point you had to let it go. Right? Yeah. So uh, I think... And resentment, all resentment, I mean, I think we've all experienced it before, but it just, it gnaws at your heart. It really, it festers if you don't heal yourself from it. Yeah, or if, yeah, you don't avail yourself to healing. Yeah. So we all have expectations, but I wonder how, um, what happens in our own hearts. How do we get over the expectation or how do we deal with the expectation so as to allow ourselves to heal and allow God in. So we're not like, oh man, what the heck? Like, this is terrible. I'm going to throw a huge pity party for myself. Any ideas? Any, any advice? Uh, well, the first, I mean, I would say a big resentment that started to fester a little bit for me or an expectation was... When I was in Rome, I thought I was going to be, I thought the Cardinal was going to assign me somewhere up north, like near my family, like around Mundelein area, Vernon Hills, Libertyville. Um, I was, my heart was set on that. And then when I got the call um, in Rome, congratulations, uh, Deacon Tim, you are going to be assigned to Mary Seat of Wisdom in Park Ridge. And I was like, where's that? <laughs> Uh, I had definitely had an expectation that, no, I would not be going to somewhere um, kind of in the middle of the diocese. I would be I would be going up north towards my family. And there was a resentment that began. Like, why well, I don't know anything about Park Ridge. I don't know anything about this area. And I think it was my spiritual director who told me, uh, it's just, it's going, it's just going to fester. And it's going to... Uh, it's going to prevent you from having freedom and joy. And so I, in prayer, I accepted it. And I mean, God worked through expectations, transformed them, redeemed them, and made them into something beautiful, which I, I mean, I love it here. Mm -hmm. This place is amazing. And yeah. So you're able to let go of your own expectation and surrender them to God and trust that he knew what was best for you. Yeah. It was a trust in God, but then also a knowledge. Oh, oh yeah. It was almost a knowledge that I knew that if I give these expectations to him, he will transform them and redeem them and make them into something even more amazing than I thought, which yeah. he did. I mean, this, the, my first assignment, Mary Cedowism has been incredible. In hindsight, you can see that, and only in hindsight could you see that, because at the moment, you were feeling all kinds of mixed emotions. Definitely. More so on the negative side. Yeah. So, in my mind, I always go to, like, parents who have very high expectations of their children, and for some reason or another, their children don't meet them. But it could also work in the same way, like, a child might have great, great expectations on their parents, and their parents just aren't able to love the child as as the child needs to be loved. And that's where the, I think the faith, that's where God wants to meet both the parent, this hypothetical parent, or this hypothetical child. Because I think if we don't allow God in, we either then say, okay, since my mom or dad doesn't love me the way I need to, 
I'm going to, I'm going to do it on my own. Just yeah. total self-reliance. I'm just, uh, I think of, uh, what was it? The Martian movie where Matt Damon is like, I'm going to science the heck out of this Good movie. to get himself yeah. off that yeah. planet. Yeah. I like that. Um, but what happens in the movie, he's not able to do it. He needs help. And we look not only to other people, but we look to God for help. Or else, I think the other option is we allow this resentment um, to fester, and we say, "Okay, God, I'll do what you want, but I'm going to fight you every every step of the way." Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not so good too, because it steals your joy, and you're not really free. And God's God's not a tyrant, right? I like that line. Uh, remember, Father Scott Harder, he has that line: "God is a gentleman." Mm. God doesn't impose himself on you. Father Scott Harder. Yeah, it's a great line. Great, great priest. But Amen. Anyway, so the only thing I really wanted like to be the takeaway of this was Psalm 62. Mm. And maybe if, if you have another passage in the scripture that people can pray with, or uh, verse 6 to 9. My soul will be at rest in God alone, from whom comes my hope. God alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not fall. My deliverance and honor are with God. My strong rock, my refuge is with God. Trust God at all times, my people. Pour out your hearts to God, our refuge. Mary C. Quarantine is a Mary C. of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.